prophetic worship. Uh, we are coming to the conclusion of our series on prophetic worship. Part one, we talked about God deserves our worship. He alone deserves our worship. We laid the foundation for what prophetic worship is. We laid the foundation for worship, to lay prostrate, to bow down. And we also talked about how God is worthy of our worship because of who he is, not just because we want something from God, but because of who he is. We talked in part two about worship and prophetic worship being a mandate the fact that it is biblical, not anything new from the beginning to the end, all throughout scripture, we uh, see prophetic worship, how prophetic worship has shaped and altered the life of the believer, their family, loved ones, friends, and the community around them. And then when we went over to part three, we talked about what happens during prophetic worship. And we gave several examples of how God has moved during prophetic worship in times of war, in times of miracles of healing, and in times of deliverance. And so as we're coming to the conclusion of our series on prophetic worship, we're going to talk about how to enter a personal prophetic worship as well as uh, in a corporate or church setting. And there are several things that you can do in your individual life, as well as when you come into the sanctuary, those that are worship leaders, or even, you know, just as members of the congregation, things that you can do to enter into a time of prophetic worship. As we've laid the foundation for it, you know, we said at the top that the word of the Lord was going to come to the city, to those that are here that are under sound my voice, as well as even in your personal life, the word of the Lord is speaking to you and revealing his rhema word to you prophetically. So just have your ears tuned to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. Many of you have had dreams and visions uh, since we started the prophetic worship series. Many of you have had your own personal prophetic encounters. Uh, many of you have felt a release from last week's session. Some of you had a release in the prophetic since that time. So just remember to keep your hearts and minds open and tuned to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Because as we go through this session, God is beginning to speak to certain individuals and revealing things to them prophetically. So do not be surprised by that because it's the will of the Lord. It's the plan of the Lord for his word to go forth in your life, because God has something he wants to speak to you personally. And in many cases, things that he's going to speak through you. Do not be afraid of the prophetic gift, because it is one of the gifts that God has bestowed upon his people. So let's talk about how we enter personal prophetic worship. Remember, we're going to talk about personal prophetic worship, as well as corporate or in a church setting. Personal prophetic worship, that's you and your alone time with God. You know, we talked about how you ought to spend at least 24 minutes a day with God. Try to make it a part of your daily life. Well, of course, we know during prophetic consecration, we do two hours and 40 minutes, which is 10% of a day. But the average person, if you want to schedule in 24 minutes a day, just of worship and personal time with God, as you begin to develop your personal time with God, that's when God will begin to download for you his will. And you'll find that the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you and reveal things to you prophetically. Remember now, prophetic worship is used in times of battle, times of war, miracles and healing, times of deliverance. 
God will begin to download for you individually. You do not have to wait until you come to church. You do not have to wait until you come to a conference or an event, but in your own personal time. See, that's what this is about. This is about your personal life and your personal relationship with the Lord. It's not about what you do when you're in the presence of everyone else. It's about what you do in your private time and your private life. So your personal relationship with the Lord, that's what's critical and the most important thing that you have. So in your personal time, when you're getting before the Lord, how do you enter into prophetic worship? Well, the first thing you need to think about is that prophetic revelation, you can receive it during personal times of worship, but it needs to be weighed through your leadership. So one of the things that you want to do is that when you receive a prophetic revelation, you want to jot it down. The reason you jot it down is so that number one, you can remember it. And then number two, you can pray over it and you can share it with your leadership. So there's three things you want to do. You want to jot it down. You want to pray over it. And then you want to share it with your leadership. This is the prophetic revelation that you receive during your personal times of worship. And you want to weigh it because how many know the enemy will try to come in and try to, the enemy is always trying to trick. He's always trying to deceive. The Bible lets us know that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's always trying to pervert or divert you from the plan of God. So using these tools, using this strategy, it will help you to learn the difference between the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and the enemy, as well as your own head speaking to you. So this is not a message of getting spooky. How do I get spookier? No, the prophetic is not spooky and it's not supposed to be something that makes you act strange. It's simple. It's all found in the scripture. So as you receive prophetic revelation during your personal times of worship, jot it down, get yourself a journal, get yourself a journal and start to jot down the date, the time and the message that you receive. Then start praying over it and present it to your leadership so that they too can pray over it with you. Now, how do you know the prophetic revelation is actually from the Holy Spirit? Well, let's let's look at something very, very simple. The Holy Spirit is not going to contradict the word of God at all. So it's simple. How do I know that it's from God and the Holy Spirit as opposed to the enemy or even my own head? Because it will follow the scripture. See, prophetic worship will always lead, always lead you to restoration. That means if there's something in your life that is not right and the the word of the Lord comes to you, it is coming to you to cause you to come to a point of restoration. So the scripture is always going to complement scripture. Prophetic word should always relate back to the word. So that's your number one clue. That's your litmus test. Is it or does that prophetic word follow scripture. In other words, you shouldn't get a revelation to go out and kill someone because obviously that wouldn't be scripture. You shouldn't get a revelation to just drop everything and move to China so that you can become, uh, you can go into another religion. Obviously that wouldn't be scripture. So use basic common sense 
but also revert back to the word. Look at scripture, line upon line, precept upon, pre upon precept. So prophetic words, prophetic revelation should always go back to scripture. It should never contradict scripture. Another thing is, does the revelation bring you closer to God? Does it make you want to pursue God more? Then you know that you have a true prophetic revelation. Always jot it down. Always pray over it. And then always present it before your leadership. And so how do you get into an atmosphere for personal prophetic worship? Well, soaking worship means positioning ourselves before God in an attitude of worship as well as receiving or hearing from him. A lot of times, you know, people go before God and they only want to tell God their story. In other words, they want to just tell God everything that is on their heart, everything they're dealing with, and then they want to get up off their knees and they want to go about their day. That's not prophetic worship. When you come before God in prophetic worship, first of all, you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. And you're there to not only worship God for who he is, but you're there to listen and hear from God. See, the problem with a lot of Christians is that we don't take the time to listen. If you listen, the Holy Spirit is always speaking and the Holy Spirit will always guide and direct you. The Holy Spirit will always lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will always warn and reveal to you. It will give you direction. Why do you think you start driving in one direction and all of a sudden you just feel like going in the opposite direction? That's the Holy Spirit guiding you. That's why you drive down the road You and then something just, you feel like, oh, quote unquote, something just told me to go the other way and you missed that accident. No, that was the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. In order to get into a place of personal prophetic worship in your own personal time with God, you want to find a quiet place. Now, when I was growing up, as many of you know, you know, I learned very early to get in my closet and pray. And that was one of the best things I ever learned how to do. And it stayed with me ever since then. Even as an adult, I know how to get into a secret place, a hidden place with God. But find your quiet place. Find your quiet place where you can get before God. And now we're talking about your 24 minutes of prophetic worship. I challenge you, take 24 minutes a day, seven days a week for prophetic worship. Get into a quiet place. Grab a worship CD. Now, there's different types of worship CDs, but I'm talking about soaking worship. Look up the word soaking worship and get a soaking worship CD and then get into a place where you have an attitude of worship before God. Remember, lay prostrate before him, bow down and worship him for who he is. This is not a gimme, gimme, gimme prayer type experience. This is acknowledging God for who he is and all that he's done. And so you want to get into an attitude of worship as well as receiving. Be intentional. You know, in order to cook a meal, you have to go into the kitchen. Well, first you have to go to the grocery store and you have to buy the food. Then you have to go into the kitchen and you put all your ingredients together. 
and then you put it in a pot and you cook it. You have to be intentional. Well, it's the same thing with your worship. If you're intentional about every other area of your life, you should be intentional when it comes to worshiping God. So be intentional. Make it a part of your schedule. Sunday service shouldn't be the only time you and God have a conversation. Right before a meal shouldn't be the only time that you and God have a conversation. And when I say a conversation, I mean a conversation. It's a two-way street. You should be in personal worship seven days a week. Remember, it will change your life. It will change your family and it will change the world around you. So the second thing you want to do is you want to develop a playlist of songs that will help you enter prophetic worship, that will set an atmosphere for God's now word to come. And so you want to begin to listen to them regularly. How many know you have to guard your ear gates and what you listen to, what you allow to feed into your spirit on a regular basis, you'll find that Even when you're not listening to it, it'll start to rotate in your mind. So you want to develop a playlist of songs that put you in an atmosphere of prophetic worship. And if you serve on the, if you serve on the worship team, this doesn't mean, you know, a time for you to play. We're talking about an atmosphere of worship. So you need your own playlist of music. And the music should be something that gives you a fresh inspiration, you know, a fresh fire, because the goal is so that you can get into an atmosphere where you're worshiping God. Remember when you're worshiping God in prophetic worship, heaven responds, heaven responds to worship. If you want to see change in your life, worship, it will change the course of your entire life. And even when you're entering a worship setting or a worship gathering, whether you're at a conference, a church conference, a meeting, uh, whether you're in church service, if you're here in service, you enter wholeheartedly. You come in with expectation that you will receive a personal message from God, that you will meet with God and receive all he has for you individually. So you come in expectation that you and God are going to commune with each other. Let's go to 2 Kings 4, starting at verse 4. It says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. 
Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Now, you'll see how Elisha spoke to the widow and explained to her what she needed to do. And by listening to the prophet, listening to the word of the Lord that came out of the prophet's mouth, she received everything that she needed. So as we hear and listen to what God is saying to us, our next step is to follow it. Do what the Lord is instructing you to do and you will receive that which you need. So how do we enter prophetic worship in a church setting or a corporate setting? Because many times we have church events or we have a conference or things like that that we may attend. So how do we enter prophetic worship during those times? We understand that prophetic worship can be either spontaneous or it can be planned. We know that it is unscripted by man, but it's scripted by the Holy Spirit. So a time of praise and worship that is directed by the Holy Spirit you know, and a leader or individuals with a worship team, it has the liberty to express what God is saying. It has the liberty to express what he's saying when he is the leader. It is just as prophetic when a worship leader prays ahead of time and seeks God for what is on his heart for the church or individuals on the day. So it doesn't matter whether or not it is spontaneous or whether it's planned or not, God still will move. It's just as prophetic. So when selecting the song or instrumentation, you must be spirit-led. A song can be prophetic. And the benefits of conveying God's word or his message through language speaks volumes. It's all throughout scripture. However, instrumentation can be prophetic. So with a song, a song that is prophetic, it can be a song with lyrics or it can be instrumentation. That's why last week when we showed an example of what happens during prophetic worship, we had some instrumental as well as song. That was to show that the prophetic can flow through song or instrumentation. It is biblical, is a biblical means of conveying God's heartbeat or the purpose for his spirit to the hearts of the people. So understand that if you are in a church setting and you are entering into prophetic worship, you may hear a song with words, with lyrics. However, you may just hear instrumental and you have to come in with that same attitude of expectation because it's not about who your favorite artist. It's not about listening to someone that you like to listen to. It's about what God is doing in that atmosphere. So a song list or an individual choice of songs can be prophetic. They can affirm what God is doing in the lives of the people or in the church. It could be in that moment and it also can be for a season. Remember that when the word of the Lord comes, it could be speaking for what's going on right there at that moment, in the moment, or just during a season. Because there are times when God will speak to you for what you're dealing with in that particular season. And then there are times when God will speak to you about what is to come. So you have to understand that whether it is in that moment or during a season, 
is still the word of the Lord that is coming forth to you. Remember, you jot it down, pray over it, and submit it to leadership. It is the same procedure whether you are in prophetic word worship in a corporate setting and a prophetic revelation comes to you. So if a man or a woman of God comes to you, particularly if they're a visitor to the church, and you don't know them individually, you don't know their life, but it's the same process even if you do think you know them. Even if it is a pastor or a leader that you're familiar with, you follow the same procedure. You jot that word down. Record it as soon as you can. Pray over it and submit it to leadership. And you want to submit it before the Lord. The reason why you want to submit it before the Lord, because anything that is truly prophetic comes from God. And so if you say to you, to God, okay, God, I've heard your word. You've given me this message. Now I'm submitting it unto you. What you're saying to God is be it unto me according to your word. So you always submit that which you have received by prophetic revelation unto God. You always look back and see whether or not it's lined up with the word. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Remember, the prophetic word is not going to contradict scripture because the Holy Spirit is the author of the prophetic word. And the Holy Spirit will not contradict the word of God. The Holy Spirit is God. So even if it's your church leadership, if we're speaking prophetically into you, you have a responsibility as an individual. We're trying to help you grow up in your faith. Because remember, this is about your faith walk. This is about your relationship with God. See, God wants you to be the sons, the mature in God. You are the sons of God. So therefore, it's about your relationship with God. Your leader, no matter how prophetic or apostolic they may be, they're not your God. So your relationship is between you and God. So the purpose when the message comes forth, even if it comes through us, your church leadership, whoever it may come through, it must come from the Holy Spirit. And you are to follow the same pattern. Jot it down as soon as you can. Pray over it and submit it unto God if it comes through your church leadership. Because God will give a message through your church leadership to you. But he will also, as we've already discussed, speak directly to your own heart. So don't think for a moment if you're in a corporate setting and we enter into prophetic worship and the church leadership does not come to you and speak a word over you. Don't think that God hasn't spoken to you because God is speaking to your heart all of the time. He is always speaking to you because that's his heart. His heart is the fellowship directly with you. Remember, God designed us. He designed us for face-to-face encounters. Remember in Genesis, and we talked about this in part one and part two, how God walked through the garden in the cool of the day and how he spoke face-to-face with Adam and Eve. That's the heart and the mind and the will of God for that one-on-one relationship with you. And prophetic worship is one of the ways in which God enters into that one-on-one communication between you and him. So remember, it's you're listening and you're communicating, you're worshiping. It's a two-way street. So the church leadership may have been given by God a vision for the church. And that is why certain songs may be chosen or selected. So when you enter, you come into the church and you're like, well, why is this service, this song? 
Why are we, I can't stand that song. Why are this, God is speaking to your leadership because he knows what needs to be done and he knows the message that needs to come forth. So new songs, prophetic songwriting, new songs have the potential to be like new wineskin and they contain fresh anointing of what God is doing. Prophetic songwriting, many of you are songwriters. Many of you are worship leaders. And so when you write songs, just be tuned in with the Holy Spirit because God will speak a prophetic vision and a prophetic word through your song so that it can be a blessing to a church. An example of God speaking a prophetic message through a song is Tasha Cobb's song, Break Chains. When you listen to the song, Break Chains, God is speaking prophetically to his people. Because remember, prophetic worship, it comes, it is used in times of war, times of miracles of healing, and times of deliverance. The song, Break Chains, is a time of deliverance. And God is speaking prophetically to people to let them know that he is breaking chains of bondage off their life. So your song selection is very important when it comes to hearing the voice of God. There's other media that God uses for prophetic insight. He may use a spoken prophetic prayer or exhortation, a scripture, prophetic poetry, dance, drama, prophetic art, instrumental. We learned and we talked about instrumental, multimedia. God uses a lot of different avenues to speak his word. What we have to do as believers is we have to be tuned in to the spirit. We have to have the eyes of our understanding open. Our ears have to be open. We have to hear. We have to listen. 1 Corinthians 14, 24. But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare, so they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. Again, the objective, the objective is for the person to be convicted of sin, to be restored to God. That's always the objective of the prophetic. The prophetic is to exhort and bring comfort it is never to tear down. If you have people in your midst that claim that they flow in the prophetic, but they don't have a heart for the people of God to be restored back to God, they're not walking in the prophetic. They may have a few gifts, but they either misunderstand their gift or they're not truly walking in their gift. The prophetic will always lead people to a place of intimacy and worship with God and restoration to God. The heart of God is to restore his relationship with his people. That's what the heart of God is. We said at the top of this series that the word of the Lord was going to speak. Well, the word of the Lord over the leaders, the governmental and the spiritual leaders under the sound of my voice in the city of Jacksonville, you are the gatekeepers responsible for decisions that impact children, elderly, and vulnerable. Guard the gates, guard the flood. There is an outpouring. God is not pleased with the innocent bloodshed 
the loss of innocent life, and you are set as guards over the city to keep the city. Guard your gates without wavering, bribes, racial injustice, or influence. The favoritism and partiality has to cease in both chambers of government and the church. You are leaders and gatekeepers over God's people. And I always avenge the bloodshed of the innocent. I will set a fire to consume you for laws, actions, and failure to act to save, protect, and secure the innocent. Don't be bought with titles, more titles, and positions. I will revoke all of your money by depleting your resources with disaster if you continue to pursue passions besides me. I am the God that hears from heaven. I will deliver and destroy. So repent, renew your faith, and return to your assignment. Guard the gates and protect the innocent without partiality. This is the word of the Lord. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land.